Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. We are almost into August, which means we are almost into a new year of high school sports, a new year of high school football. Practices get underway in less than a week. Games in just a few weeks. Other sports for the fall getting underway very shortly as well as we are about to flip the calendar and go into a new season. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for the WSN podcast, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, today on the WSN podcast, uh, in just a moment, we're going to bring on our guest for today and talk a little bit about the new season of high school football coming up. And to do that, we'll uh, be joined by Anthony Dowry, the new head coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Talk to him about his experience as a new coach, his experience in the Milwaukee City Conference, some of the challenges that MPS teams and schools face uh, in, in, in football programs especially. And also, you know, what, what it's like coaching an MPS and, and the successes and, uh, you know, the, the good things that come out of coaching there. So really great conversation, a lot of insight into just how the city conference works and, and again, some of the challenges that they face uh, compared to other areas of the state. So looking forward to that conversation in just a moment. If you, uh, for whatever reason, have not been following along on Wisports.net the last couple of weeks, you will see that we have uh, been releasing and completed our positional rankings for the 20, uh, excuse me, 2023 football player rankings. Went through our, our positions, top 15 at most positions, um, others to watch as well. So that's wrapped up tomorrow on Wisports.net. We will have our top 50 overall. And then it's into conference previews, which will begin tomorrow on uh, Wisports.net as well. 55 or 60 conference previews, whatever it is, coming up here um, in the next three weeks or so. Uh to get ready for the high school football season. Very soon, we will also have our watch list, our preseason watch list for our senior football awards. Uh, that will be out. Um, and then we'll get into a regular cadence once the games get here. We'll have our, our game of the week. We will have our uh, Wednesday uh, preview of eight-player football. We will have our, uh, once we get going, we'll have our, our player of the week and team of the week polls, all that good stuff that runs uh, throughout the season. But right now, it is getting ready for the season time. And again, player rankings are wrapped up conference previews around the corner and we are, uh, we are into it. So make sure you check it out and make sure if you have not done so yet, get yourself a WSN extra subscription, $60 for a year, 10 months, uh, excuse me, $10 for one month. Uh, those are automatically renewing best value that you'll find in sports coverage anywhere. Uh, other high school sports coverage, supposed coverage sites charge, Way more than that, uh, and you only get one sport. At WSN, if you buy WSN Extra subscription, you get access to all WSN Extra content. Football, boys basketball, girls basketball, baseball, wrestling, if we have that available. Um, everything for $60 a month, excuse me, $60 a year. Again, if you do the yearly subscription, it's only 5 bucks a month to, uh, to get all kinds of in-depth information conference previews, player rankings, recruiting news, analysis, postseason previews, all that good stuff. So an incredible value 
for uh, for what we do here at WSN. So again, make sure you get that WSN Extra subscription if you have not done so yet. But we will get to uh, now our interview again. We will bring on Anthony Dowry, the head coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Let's get to that now. And as mentioned on our WSN podcast for today, we're going to check in with a new head football coach in the state of Wisconsin, one of uh, of many every year, of course. But uh, checking in with Anthony Dowry, the new head coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Coach, appreciate you taking some time to join us. I know that's uh, probably a busy time for you as you get ready for your first year coaching at Marshall. But uh, again, thanks for taking some time. Yeah, it is a busy time, uh, but uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, let's uh, let's start kind of at the beginning and at the beginning for you. If you could take us through your football journey, your football coaching journey, and how you ended up at this spot as the new head football coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Well, um, talking football journey initially it started say I'll start back in high school I played at Milwaukee South Division uh, for coach Calvin Matthew um, he was the one who kind of got me into coaching once I finished playing ball in college he's now the uh, offensive coordinator over at uh, Rufus King following my departure um, in college I played at Wisconsin Whitewater uh, 2009 through 2012 won three national championships. Um, yeah, 46 game winning streak, all of those good things. Uh, I started coaching at Rufus King in 2013. Uh, I began as the defensive line coach uh, and I kind of progressed from there. Uh, went from special teams coordinator all, all the way up to offensive coordinator. Uh, this will be my 10th year coaching high school ball. Uh, I was the offensive coordinator at Rufus King for four years. Uh, so this would have been my fifth year. So um, yeah, now I'm at Milwaukee Marshalls, my first year as a head coach. Uh, really excited to uh, just get an opportunity to uh, see the game from a different side as a coach. Uh, offensive coordinator, obviously it's a little different. It's more game planning, more football focused. Head coaching is a lot of other things that you kind of got to handle. Kind of noticing that already. The season hasn't even started, so yeah. And we'll get into some of those other things that it, it takes to be a head coach in in just a minute. But when when you were starting out coaching, you know, going back to when you started it at uh, at King after graduating from Whitewater, was becoming a head coach something that you wanted to do? That was on your you know list, your five or ten year plan, whatever it would be, or did it just kind of progress and in you know just something that that came to be. Uh, as you progress through your career? Well, definitely. Um, that's something, uh, especially once I began coaching and uh, I grew a passion for it. It was something, that, a goal of mine that became a goal of mine. Um, honestly, I've always been a city guy as well um, from high school. I was around when um, we had some of those good teams, like those Riverside teams. Um, I, I was in college during the second run, but the first run, we played those guys with Brandon Brooks, Mark Martin, Shane Covington. We played those guys, uh, went to almost every playoff game. Um, you know, I've I seen that and I witnessed that as a city kid. And uh, since I started coaching, you know, it's been a real goal of mine. It's something I aspire to do uh, just to kind of lead a city team as far as I can be, uh, 
be a part of a program, not necessarily even as a head coach, but just be a part of a program that makes one of those runs and kind of put it all together at the right time. So, um, you know, I think we've had a couple chances at Rufus King. Uh, you know, it didn't necessarily uh, turn into that, but, you know, now it's an opportunity for me to be able to uh, kind of um, start something of my own. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the same thing. That's kind of a goal of mine, something that drives me an ultimate goal when it comes to building the program. So, uh, yeah. We're continuing our conversation with Anthony Dowry, new head football coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Um, you mentioned, you know, wanting to, to take over a program and make an impact and, and all those things. What, and also the, the different challenges that come with being a head coach. What are some of those things that you've noticed and encountered already before even coaching your first game that are so different from being a head coach compared to being an assistant? Well, obviously uh, handling the little things, um, you know, things that you kind of take for granted at Rufus King. I, I coached under a great head coach, uh, Coach Tom Wozniak, he's like family. Um, he is a, a very organized man. Um, so, you know, uh, I, it's a lot of things I kind of took for granted. Um, when we're talking about setting up uh, practice plans, the schedule for the entire season, summer schedules, little things like that, that you kind of got to set the base and set the tone for the entire uh, program. You know, things that you don't necessarily have to do as an assistant, you know, it, like I said, as an offense coordinator, it was more so game planning, you know, putting together the offense and tying those things together. Now it's more kind of administrational things and, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, things that you don't necessarily have to do as an assistant. Um, with that being said, I have a great team of assistants, uh, motivated guys. Uh, I would say new blood to the city conference. Uh, a couple of my former college teammates, uh, a couple of um, other uh, WEAC Hall of Famers and whatnot. So um, guys who've been around football, but they're kind of new to high school football and new to coaching in the city as well. Uh, uh, they've uh, met the kids. The kids have uh, responded well to them, and they've responded to the kids as well. So, um, you know, I kind of lean on them for a lot of things. And uh, they've been great so far this whole summer um, when it comes to summer workout plans, uh, practice planning as far as offense, defense, little things, whatever it may be. So uh, I think having a good staff in place to help you with those things. Uh, uh, that That's definitely what's helped me this summer so far. Um, one you, of, you also get you also get the joy of having to deal with people like me and in the media and in all the other realms as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, the, the city conference has, uh, has gone through some struggles uh, in recent years on the field, but in the last couple of years, especially in kind of just off the field and in general, uh, general, you know, football, uh, going back to the 2020 COVID season, of course, no fall football that year in the springtime, I think, what was it only four or five teams played that year? Last year, there was four teams that did not play. Just kind of where is the city conference in general is, is everybody coming back, all the teams coming back and in how close are, is the city conference to getting back after really, really taking a hit 
in those uh, last couple of years of COVID? Well, I will say I've been hearing some things and I'm not necessarily, I'm not exactly sure how true some of the things are, but I'm, I am hearing some of the programs, not necessarily from our division, but the other division, uh, are, are they're kind of having troubles building the team right now. Uh, they had trouble all throughout their contact days. Um, now, obviously, school starts a little early for MPS, so that's one of the advantages that we got. They'll be able to get going and start recruiting the first two weeks of August. So um, hopefully that helps. Um, but with that said, I believe things are definitely trending up uh, in our division. Um, I think we have some new coaches uh, to the city conference that's definitely going to help certain programs. I know Milwaukee Vincent has coached a little over there, Hall of Fame coach, guy you got to respect. And I heard he's, he's got a lot of good coaches over there with him, you know, and they got, you know, I'm, I'm hearing they got some nice athletes over there as well. So, um, <clears throat> and then obviously uh, Rufus King, you know what they have. Riverside has some good players. Another school to look for is Hamilton, Coach Carwick and those guys. They have some good coaches over there and they have some talent as well. So, um, and then Reagan, uh, they play the game right, well coached. So, you know, um, it, it's getting back to the point to where every week, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's competitive. Uh, there were some years, uh, especially when I started coaching initially in the city, where, you know, some games, it, you know, it was almost tough to coach, um, you know, because, uh, you know, for numerous reasons. But now it's getting to the point to where uh, every week, you know, you know, it's becoming more and more competitive. So uh, we definitely have a tough schedule, starting out with Horlick uh, week one and Greendale week two, and then week three, we got Riverside. So that's uh, that's real exciting for us. I think it's good for our growth as a team. And um, I think it's good for the city overall, you know, I think. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, COVID definitely uh, played a big part. And then uh, there's a, a number of other issues, even uh, Marshall, I know we've had, uh, you know, obviously I took the job in May, but over the past year, I think since September, there were three guys, three uh, former student athletes that were murdered a part of the uh, Milwaukee Marshall, uh, that were a part of the Milwaukee Marshall football team. Um, and in just being in the neighborhood, so there's definitely, uh, not can go on and on about the you know different things that we got to deal with, especially uh, from the neighborhood and whatnot. But uh, there's definitely a difference um, when you consider all the th things that we uh, have to endure and, and go through. Not necessarily only COVID related. And that was going to be my next question. Um, what what are some things that some challenges that you have in the city conference that are unique or or different? than what other programs, other schools might have that people don't necessarily realize other where, uh, elsewhere in, in around the state of Wisconsin? Well, uh, little things, um, you know, things getting taken care of. Um, maybe uh, it may be being a week before the season starts and your huddle's not up um, because the bill isn't paid for for whatever reason, or you have fields that are unavailable uh, at Marshall, 
we have no field nights and we co-op with three other schools, uh, Jonah, Carmen Northwest and <clears throat> Milwaukee School of Languages. So uh, I, this, this is one thing that uh, myself and my coaching staff are preparing for right now. But, you know, guys, they all get out, get out of school at different times. Um, you know, there'll be a point later in the season where it starts to get darker earlier. And uh, we'll eventually have to start planning around that with us not having uh, lights on our field with uh, guys showing up at whatever time they show up because of the co-ops and different uh, uh, school times, um, kids getting released at different times and whatnot. Um, you know, there's a chance that we may have troubles with uh, being able to do a complete practice of lights if uh, it's sun is going down at 5 p.m., 5.30, 6 o'clock, you know, so uh, there, there are a number of things. Um, honestly, I think things are definitely headed in the right direction, especially over the last two years. Um, COVID threw a big wrench and things, but other than that, uh, I believe things are trending up. While there are challenges in the city conference and in some of the things that, that you have to deal with, there's uh, a lot of good things, obviously, that that are happening and, and do happen in the city conference. Let's look at it the other side. What makes MPS, the city conference, and in now Milwaukee Marshall, where you're at, special, um, in in you know a, a good opportunity for these kids? Well, MPS has a rich tradition. Um, I think that's one thing a lot of guys have to understand and um, be prideful of. You know. I played it uh, from kindergarten on up. Uh, ninth grade, I played at Greenville. Um, I was a part of their youth program and going up to high school. So, and then I went to South Division. When I went to South, I would always hear about uh, the history, how in the 80s they were, you know, running table one state championships in track and uh, the Milwaukee Bradley Tech teams, the Milwaukee Washington teams. In the 90s, uh, all of those different teams, you hear about how, how good the city was. Washington uh, competing with uh, Racine Park, Brent Moss and those guys. You know, like in the playoffs, you hear all of these different stories and um, you can just see the difference, even from when I played in 2009 uh, to, to now. You know, guys, I don't think uh, kids really understand uh, tradition and history that the city conference had at one point um, and some of their programs. Um, and I, I think if we can get some of that pride back in these schools, uh, even Milwaukee Vincent in the 2000s, when they had guys like DeAndre Levy and Adrian Battles and all of these guys, um, if we can get some of that pride back when guys take pride for uh, the team that they plan for and the, the type of history and tradition they come from. Um, I, I definitely think that's a, a strength and something that uh, <clears throat> guys should take pride in as far as being from MPS. Um, I know at Milwaukee Marshall, this is kind of going off on a different uh, tangent, but um, we have some great kids in Milwaukee Marshall. Obviously, I came from Rufus King, where I coached uh, a lot of great kids. Um, you know, guys who are getting their degrees, going for their master's degrees, and are just great overall citizens now, you know. And uh, 
one thing I noticed uh, at, at Milwaukee Marshall is a lot of the same thing. Uh, whether the kids are coming from MSL, Carmen, or Juno, we have a lot of just just great kids. You know, not only who, who want to be great athletes, but just want to be great people. You know, um, so I, that's one thing we're doing different community service events and whatnot, and different things to just get these kids out here and and, and kind of shed a different light on it, not only MPS but Milwaukee Marshall, uh, so people know that we we have great kids there. What kind of things um, will it take to to get MPS football back to the 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 days that you were talking about the the DeAndre Levy days in the, the eighties and nineties, when, when MPS was a little more competitive on a statewide landscape, what kind of things, first of all, maybe internally, you know, within programs, within schools, with MPS itself, but also what kind of things and support can be provided. Do you think from, from outside groups, whether it's the WIAA, the WFCA, uh, whoever else uh, to, to help grow the game of football in Milwaukee? Well, it's a tough spot now um, because at, in those times you had schools where it was, whether it was Milwaukee, Vincent, or King that were destination schools uh, for city kids. Um, if you were a great athlete, oh, I'm going to Vincent. I play basketball. I run track. I play football. I'm going to Vincent. Or I play basketball. I run track. I'm going to Rufus King. Um, now it's a little different. Uh, you got a lot of those kids who are great athletes and great youth athletes. Um, their parents are looking to send them elsewhere outside of the city, whether it's a private school or um, even moving to a, a suburban area, going to a different program. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I understand and I get it. Um, so th that's definitely one of the uh, challenges that you have to go through uh, as an MPS coach and a program. We don't necessarily have feeder programs. We don't at all. Um, we have numerous youth football programs. Uh, which youth football is really uh, big right now in Milwaukee. I think a lot of uh, coaches from outside of Milwaukee has, has started to realize that. And you, you kind of see that a lot of guys who play their youth ball in Milwaukee, you know, you see them on a lot of these other teams outside of the city. So, um, if there was some way that uh, we can get back to starting a youth program in Milwaukee, not necessarily uh, tying each school, uh, uh, each team to a school, but maybe just an MPS Milwaukee public school league or something um, that's tied to the city, I think could help. Honestly, it starts, it starts at that age when I was in <clears throat> Little League, like I mentioned at Greendale, I played with the same group of guys from fourth grade on up to eighth grade, you know, same team. And uh, throughout that whole time, we're building camaraderie, we're working hard, blood, sweat, and tears together. So, and, and there's not much that you can do to kind of substitute that, you know? So um, even at Rufus King, we get some, when I was there, we were getting some guys, from this team, some guys from that team, some guys from this team, very talented, you know, but it, it's different. It's a different feel when you're getting a full team, you know, a guy you got coming up in the seventh grade, this guy is a great quarterback. He's going to be my quarterback in three years. You know, I, 
those those are the different challenges and, and advantages other schools have opposed to the city. I think if we could get that back going, some type of feeder program to kind of help get the, get it started at a younger age in the city, uh, that definitely could kind of expedite the process as far as getting city football back on track. You mentioned one of the challenges that the, the city conference teams face is uh, a lot of the top players end up leaving the city conference at some point and going to other schools, suburban schools, whether public or private. Is there a sense of of frustration uh, amongst the the people that are left? That the you know you as a coach, um, or is it you know those guys found an opportunity that they felt was better? You know, best of luck to them. We'll go on with what we have. Like how how does that dynamic work for kids that end up leaving the city conference? It's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. Um, as I stated, I, I was a 220 kid, you know, where I went to Greendale. So um, I, I understand it. Uh, with that being said, um, it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating, um, especially, you know, I was at King for two of the years I was at King, we had a junior generals uh, youth football program. Um, it was frustrating when a lot majority of our guys from the youth football program went to other programs. Um, it was almost like they were a feeder school from other programs. And um, yes, that, that definitely became frustrating. We, you know, um, we had even guys that, you know, end up coming to King that almost didn't end up at King that were, you know, were getting pulled from other schools, you know, in their ear with all different types of, um, you know, resources that we don't necessarily have and we can't provide. So I, I totally understand it from that point. Um, and I'm all for a parent putting their kid in the best situation and uh, giving them the best opportunity they feel is to, you know, for them to do whatever they want and achieve whatever goal they have. So I, I definitely understand as a coach though, it's, it's definitely frustrating. Um, you know, that's why you're very appreciative when you do have those parents that trust you and believe in you, uh, you know, and give you the opportunity to put their child in the right situation for them to succeed. So, and it happens. We're continuing to have a discussion, a great discussion with head coach Anthony Dowry at Milwaukee Marshall, first year head coach. Uh, you mentioned some of the guys that have come from the city conference, DeAndre Levy, going back to Lance Kendricks, uh, Brandon Brooks, different guys like that, guys like yourself that maybe didn't go on to the NFL and you know everybody knows them, but guys that have have had success after playing in uh, in MPS. Um, how often and how much do those guys get a chance to come back and try to, as much as they can, kind of give back to the community, the programs, the schools. Um, and also how much do, if any support, do, are you able to get from the Green Bay Packers or, or some of the other football organizations uh, in the state? I know in, in baseball, the Brewers and, and MLB have a uh, RBI program for inner city youth. Is there anything like that in football and MPS? And, and again, any of the guys come back and, and be involved at all? Well, um, I, I know Lance came one time. Um, I think it was for community service for him. He just attended our seven-on-seven -seven game at the 
cat in a year and uh, kind of talk to the guys and whatnot. Uh, also, um, we had Daria Gumbawali. Um, Daria, um, and this wasn't for us, but uh, MAS, Milwaukee School, uh, or Milwaukee Academy of Sciences, I'm sorry, um, which they are an MPS. He went, I think he donated a bunch of cleats and whatnot um, to their program to make these mailments. I know the Packers, I don't believe we got anything while we were at King, but I think they donated either some money or new uniforms uh, to certain programs. I believe uh, Marshall was one of the programs last year uh, where I think the Packers donated 40 new helmets. Um, yeah, so we definitely uh, appreciate that. Other than that, um, I think that's it for the most part. Um, we, you know, I, a lot of alumni, you know, yeah, I, I would say that's it. Well, let's turn our attention to this year in the city conference and at Milwaukee Marshall. Um, you know, again, you're switching programs, so you're you're seeing things from a different perspective, but. Uh, in the Richardson division specifically, you know how how do you think how do you see things shaking out? Uh, King and uh, in Marshall were pretty tough last year. Riverside's always a tough out. What's kind of the general outlook in the Richardson division of the Milwaukee City Conference this year? Well, we feel really good. Um, like I said, we've had a nice group of guys who've been getting after it all summer um, in the weight room and at our camp days, um, really just busting their butts. Um, we have a large group of seniors. Um, I think it's around, I think, 18, I believe. And, you know, there's still guys that are still trickling in right now. Obviously, I took the job in May. So I got the job really late, and this was the end of May. So it was literally the last week of school when uh, they were finishing exams. So um, I'm still learning kids, and kids are still showing up. Obviously, it made it tough to communicate because it's four different schools. So that's four different athletic directors. That's four different rosters. That's four different everything uh, groups of athletes that I got to reach out to. So um, we're still learning, guys. Um, with that being said, we have a very talented group. Um, we have a nice mix of skill guys and athletic um, big guys. Uh, so we're very excited about the start of this season. Obviously, uh, Rufus King is gonna be really tough. Um, I think they're gonna be doing some things differently in that program, especially offensively, since I'm gone now. So you'll definitely see something different from them. Um, they have the best player in the state of my opinion, Nate White, uh, running back, who's a play away from the end zone every play. So. Uh, they're going to be a tough out no matter what, but they have a lot of, they have a nice group of seniors as well. Um, Riverside definitely has a nice group of seniors and they have some, some good coaches over there as well. Um, CC, the offensive coordinator and coach Terrell Freeman, the D coordinator. Uh, those are some good young coaches and uh, they're really doing what they can to keep that program there. And then Hamilton, as I mentioned before, I think Hamilton will be really tough. Uh, give some teams some fits. Uh, they have a large group of seniors coming back, and they have a lot of talent as well. So, 
it's interesting, obviously, you know, <laughs> we feel good about our team. I'll say that uh, it should be a battle. So I'm excited to see, and hopefully uh, this will be a good season for the city to take a step. Well, Coach, uh, you mentioned you have four different schools that are part of your co-op program. Uh, how many players do you anticipate that you'll have in your program 9 through 12 this year, and how many on the varsity roster? Well, 75 were signed up in the spring. We're a part of the program. Um, I, 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 you know, we're still trying to get all of those guys together because um, whether it's been my fault or whoever's fault, there's been a lack of communication uh, because of the late, uh, me being hired late. So um, I would, I would say around 75 to 80. Um, and that's on the low end, obviously. That's not including uh, freshmen, incoming freshmen and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate you taking some time to uh, to chat with us today, talk about your experience as a new head coach, talk about some of the, the challenges and successes that come with coaching in uh, the Milwaukee City Conference. Best of luck this year. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you down the road. I. To my chagrin and to my fault, I have not been to an MPS game uh, in yeah. person. I hope to uh, to rectify that this year. We will certainly have some MPS games as our Game of the Week nominees. So hopefully uh, the folks will get out and vote for some of those. And I'd love to make it down. I, I know that, uh, you know, again, it it's my fault for not getting down there. But I uh, hope, uh, hope to make that right this year. And who knows, maybe it'll be a Marshall game if you guys, uh, if you, guys you know, do, do what you would like to do, right? Yeah, definitely. We love that. So we're going to make sure we take care of our part on our end. And uh, when you come out, I'll make sure to get you a Marshall uh, football t-shirt. All right. Sounds good. That would be awesome. Coach Anthony Dowry, head coach at Milwaukee Marshall. Thank you again for joining us. Good luck this year. And uh, again, we'll connect down the road. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Travis. Again, great insight from Coach Dowry on what he's going through as a first-year head coach, what he's going through uh, to get ready for the season and, and the differences between being a head coach and assistant, always a, a big step up. As, as he said, a lot of non-football, a lot of non-on-the-field type things that you have to prepare for and transition to, and also some of the challenges that, that they face there in the Milwaukee City Conference. Again, hoping to get down to a game at some point this year. Would love to, to see that happen. So when we do have uh, some MPS games on the uh, the game of the week poll this year, please make sure that you vote for those. I would love to make that happen. Get down there, uh, and and of course uh, honor our uh, our sponsors of that game of the week as well. So we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll have to double check the schedule when Marshall and King play. That might be a, a good one to take in, uh, especially wanting to check out Nate uh, Nate White, the uh, senior running back from Milwaukee King, who spoiler alert is number one in our class of 2023 player rankings. That will be out tomorrow. Uh, number one overall, number one running back. Only uh, player in this class as of right now that has a scholarship offer from a Big Ten school. Uh, some others have uh, you know, a couple of Power Five offers here or there. But overall, uh, not the, the number of D1 offers that we normally see in this 23 class. But a uh, very good deep class. Uh, you'll, you'll see in the, the rankings that come out, not a lot of difference between you know, six to 10, all the way down to the 50 range. So the, uh, uh, 
again, not the, the, the elite top end talent, but a lot of really good depth and, and some really good players that will do some pretty special things on the, on the field this year, including Nate White at Milwaukee King. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department, Trans- uh, Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today on the WSN podcast. We'll have more next week as we get ready for the high school football season just around the corner. Practices begin next Tuesday, games three weeks away. So it's a busy time, and we'll have a lot more coming up on the WSN podcast in these next couple of weeks. That will do it for today, though. On the WSN podcast, I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.